I'm Tarina. And I'm Kelly. We're the owners of Say Events, a wedding planning company based in beautiful Vancouver, Canada. This podcast is an honest, behind-the-scenes, no-bullshit look into the wedding industry. With over 15 years' experience in the biz, we share the inside details of what goes on into creating a wedding. We'll interview wedding experts, debate topics, and give you real advice only a wedding planner would know. Maybe it's just our moms, but at least we think we're wildly hilarious. Yes, a wedding has many elements and pieces to bring the day together, but that doesn't mean we can't do it with belly laughs and a sense of humor. This is your consultation. Welcome to the wedding session. Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of The Wedding Session. Of course, I am here, Tarina, and we have Kelly on the other side. Oh, hello. Hey. So today, we, so we've been doing a lot of weddings, very last minute, very big weddings, and we love it. We're in the swing of things, and we're not complaining, but we have been doing more work than general and usual because... There is a lot of tent weddings and tent weddings require yes. fuller service items such as getting rentals and bathrooms and ice delivered versus a hotel that would have everything. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we've been inspired to maybe talk about one thing that we've been working with a lot is non-alcoholic <sighs> drinks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Um, so today, well, Kelly, why don't you explain the... Yeah. Well... Yes. I mean, hello. Hi. How are you, everyone? Um, <laughs> so yes, alcoholic drinks and non-alcoholic drinks. We always talk about the great things that you can be serving that have booze in them, but there is a large group of people, a large demographic sometimes, that uh, that cannot have that. And there are some really cool and creative ways that you can set up non-alcoholic beverages for your event or for your wedding. We were just talking about how we are really excited to be doing one for our, the, we've got a wedding coming up in August and you're like genuinely excited for this water station. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be glorious. You know it's what not I just, think? It's not just like a water drug. It's going to look so badass. You know what? I we think- did one for um, Jenna and Ryan and it was a lemonade wow. water station and it just looked beautiful I was like oh that is a Pinterest photo right there (laughs) and I think people underestimate the the um how cool you can make these non-alcoholic beverage stations Mm -hmm. they're accessible for everyone everyone can walk up and grab a drink especially during these crazy hot days especially Mm -hmm. during these friggin' heat waves we've got going on right now. Like, yeah. they keep threatening that it's going to rain, and I think they're lying. I think the <laughs> weatherman needs a new friggin' job because he's been lying out of his ass for the last two and a half months, <laughs> threatening rain, and yet here we are. I've got a friggin' – I have an industrial fan facing <laughs> in front of me right now. It's not good. So it's hot. Need, it's hot. So you, people need to stay hydrated, and yeah. we are going to break down a couple ways that you can have some super, super cool – presentations for your wedding mm-hmm. but um I kind of wanted to explain there it's funny because whenever you he- think of the non-alcoholic drink what do you usually refer to them as how do you whenever you say like whenever you go to like cactus club or you go to a restaurant or wherever and you're like i want a non-alcoholic beverage and then on the on the menu oh. what do they usually refer to it as well it's mocktails the mocktails right <laughs> so i actually nerded out we, I wrote this a thousand years ago, and we got distracted with life and, and <laughs> weddings. And uh, I actually um, found there's other terms that people use for non-alcoholic drinks. So obviously, we all know it as like the virgin cocktail or the virgin mocktail. 
I've heard it called, I read it, it's called a boneless cocktail, which right. I feel is a very visual mm-hmm. kind of <laughs> term for a drink. <laughs> and the other one is a, is it right? It's kind of mean. It's a boneless. That's, that's mean. I don't think it's vegan. Um, mm, right. <laughs> right? A little yeah. bit. Maybe that's because we live on the West Coast. Um, and finally, a temperance drink, which I think dates back to the Prohibition era where they used to have like the temperance beverages and like all that stuff during the Prohibition when you were not allowed to drink and not mm. have fun. And, and yet people still found a way. So there we go. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a whole other... That's a whole other podcast. I would love to talk about that. (laughs) We need to do that. We even have photos to back us up for that. We do. We totally do. Yeah. Yeah. But the reason we wanted to highlight the non-alcoholic drinks is because most people visualize their drinks or their wedding to be just packed with booze. And that is great and amazing because you're hosting a party and a party without booze. It's still a party, but it might not be your party. (laughs) And some people Mm, are very very strong feelings about having alcohol and some people have very strong feelings about no alcohol, but regardless, people need to drink something, whatever that may Mm -hmm. be, (laughs) but Mm -hmm. it's absolutely, but we like to highlight why it is very important to consider having non-alcoholic beverages at your wedding, uh, specifically for your guest experience. Mm -hmm. Um, and why it's always important to have something available and it can be as low as water (laughs) and diet pop Mm -hmm. to, Beautiful punches served with garnishes from the fruits of the Eden tree. <laughs> Lavender infused simple syrup with a gently stirred blah, 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 blah. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> but it is very important to have these drinks available because for these many reasons, which we're going to list off right now. Mm-hmm. So one is that uh, you're a recovering alcoholic and you are sober and it's not mm-hmm. fair to have, you know, so there was a groomsman that we had, a best man at a wedding. He was a recovering alcoholic. He never said anything. I learned about it in the speech because the or the groom um, was addressed and he was like, I thank you for getting me through that really dark stage in my life. Mm-hmm. And he never impeded the event. He wasn't like, oh, I'm sober, I'm sober. It's just like they're used to being in a situation with unsober people, but they still mm-hmm. need to have a beverage and, and a vessel in their hand to feel like they're part of the like conversation, exactly. right? There's yeah. Nothing, nothing worse than not having a drink in your hand and be like, oh, you want a beer? You want a beer? And you're like, ah, no. Yes. <laughs> not really. <laughs> you're like, I'll just hold one just so you'll leave me alone. Like, yeah. yes. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so the that's the first one is that someone's a recovering alcoholic or they're sober and it's not really fair to them to be like, yo, just have one beer, bro. Mm, actually, it's going to be 18 beers in an hour if you don't leave me alone. <laughs> I will win. I will win. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. So the next one is um, what if your friends are pregnant? Mm -hmm. And this can go like across the board. So we've actually had some brides that have been like incognito, gently pregnant Mm -hmm. at their wedding. And they're like, we don't want anybody like we don't even we don't want anyone to know. Um, Or maybe it's a friend of yours or like they could be very clearly looking pregnant as well. It's and you know, it's important for them to be able to have obviously you know, they're not allowed to drink during their pregnancy. So they want to have something nice and fun. And again, it could just be a Coke or it could be just a water with a lemon. It doesn't have to be crazy. But the mm-hmm. fact is, is that they, they obviously are a very good reason why you would not be able to have any alcohol at your wedding. And especially considering what's going on now with how all the weddings are just staggered weirdly, like mm-hmm. over the last year and a bit and all the weddings that are going to be coming up, guaranteed you're going to have a lot of your friends that are probably going to be having started their family. Yeah. Um, while you're going to be getting married as well. So it's really important for this reason to have something available for all of your pregnant friends. 
You bet. Another one is teens are not allowed to drink, but they'll hover around that bar anyway in hopes, in hopes a champagne glass will hit their hands. Now, I mean, it's funny, you know, I had a wedding. Um, There was four girls uh, that was part of their family. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, two of them were kind of that age, that 15-year-old age. Like, oh, maybe mm-hmm. maybe a half glass of champagne from Auntie. Not, not a terrible thing. And so I talked to my bride and I was like, hey, you know, I personally cannot condole this. I'm like, but I understand things like this happen at weddings. Um, what are your feelings on this? And she's like, absolutely not. And there was a family history with alcohol. And yes. the, the girls were read the riot act and they behaved very well at the Mm -hmm. wedding so it wasn't an issue I wasn't like chasing them but I said if I saw a glass do you want me to remove it (laughs) and so um they were like yes so there's uh that is a conversation you have to have but you know for teenagers if there is a really cool lemonade or a mocktail or something that makes them feel fancy they'll usually go for that instead because it's pumped with sugar you know what if they're Shirley Temple's my best friend would be all over that before wine anytime Anytime. Yeah. If you gave me a Shirley Temple, I'd be like, yes, I will take that right now. That's My so best funny. friend had your mom's punch at the Christmas party at her house. Yeah. And she's like, why does it taste so good? She's like, oh, there's grenadine in there. She's like, aha, that is the key grenadine. Ah! That's awesome. That's awesome. Actually, I remember when we were in catering too, and we'd always have like the kids would always kind of hover by the bar. Mm-hmm. And whoever was on bar, I think it was. I can't remember if one specific time. I don't know if it was Bo or if it was Bruce or one of the guys. And they were just like watching this kid and like, I can see him out of the corner of my eye. And he's like, kind of like sidling up to the bar a little bit. And I was like, are you wanting to be with like the big kids? Which is yep. kind of flattering. But I was like, you're not, you're not getting this beer. You're not. <laughs> I'm, not, not. I'm, not I'm not giving it to you. I'm not allowed to. I will get fired. I cannot do that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, another one is what if you're on medication and it does not mesh well with alcohol? I know mm-hmm. a lot of people actually you know, depending on what the medication is, I, you know what, my grandma never drank alcohol because she was on medication that wouldn't let her, wouldn't let her have anything. Mm -hmm. So we'd all have a glass of wine at dinner and, and nanny would never have any alcohol because she couldn't. Mm -hmm. And that was just who she was. So it totally depends on, on who you are. And the last thing you want to be outed for, especially if it's like, like nobody wants to know your, your medical Mm -hmm. condition or your, Mm -hmm. you know, like your, 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 it's a personal thing. So Mm -hmm. again, to have to like explain, well, I'm on this medication because this is going to explode in 10 minutes if I don't do this and blah, 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 blah. Like, mm-hmm. no, I don't want a glass of wine. Wow, that was awkward. Okay. <laughs> it's just can awkward. I you, yeah. Can I get you a glass of water instead? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Uh, another one, and it's a big one, it's religious reasons. So mm-hmm. specifically, I know Sikh and I believe Buddhism, possibly Hinduism, do not condone alcohol consumption and a lot of people follow it and that's completely fine, but they love you know, tea, coffee, punch, juice, anything, you know, along that line. It's just alcohol. It's just not part of their lifestyle. And so we Mm -hmm. have to respect that and we need to offer them, you know, something else. (laughs) And that's Mm -hmm. totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So another one, and it's because my, one of my really good friends from school actually happened to her. So every time we would go out and have a drink, uh, she wouldn't really condone in it because she had and something called the Asian flush. So she actually, when she had, you know, any kind of hard liquor or wine um, specifically, she would turn this like beet red color. So it was to the point where she's like, it's not really worth it for me to drink because my face gets really hot. It's very like frustrating to just explain to people why you look hot when you're actually just have the Asian flush from the alcohol. So that's so funny. It's yeah. so funny. And it's, it's only funny because 
all, a lot of my friends who are Asian all experience this. Mm-hmm. And that's why they call it the Asian flush. And maybe we shouldn't be referring it to it as that. But it is <laughs> uh, it is definitely a phenomena. And I know some people just embrace it. And some yes. people, mm-hmm. it is, I don't want to say it's like a vanity thing. But they're like, how do you explain? They're like, I'm actually totally sober. I've had two sips of, of wine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It, for my friend, she specifically was just like, I really don't enjoy telling people that I'm not hot. I just have this like, you know, thing that's in my DNA. <laughs> yeah. So if she was going to drink it was either like a lot yes. <laughs> or none. And we would go get Tim Hortons French vanilla. It was very, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, That was our that's kind awesome. of routine. It's like, are we going for tequila or French vanilla? We don't know. <laughs> you know what, yeah. what happens. Yeah, totally. cool. um, the next one is uh, maybe it's not so good for their mental health and kind of a serious one to talk about, but it is an important one because I mean, alcohol, and depending on what you end up doing throughout the evening, you've got some uppers, you've got some downers. If you start happy when you're drinking wine, then sometimes you get really mopey at the end of it. If you're drinking shots, then sometimes your little party gremlin comes out. And so it just really, really depends. And some people, um, especially over the last little, you know, the last year or so, a lot of people are struggling with their mental health. So it's mm-hmm. another one of those things where they're like, I'm feeling really good the way I am. And mm-hmm. if I take something, it's going to just kind of put me over the edge a little bit. So mental yeah, health. Kind of my important. friend explained it to me that she would have a good time with like wine at, mm-hmm. in the evening. But the mm-hmm. next day, you know how we kind of feel a little bleh after, you know, a little night of drinking. She it's said no matter. Th- yeah. She's like, <laughs> no matter the amount, it would make her feel even more depressed like in the right. morning. And it would take her three to four days to get out of it, yeah. which is not great it's not the the trade-off isn't worth it for her totally yes for sure for sure um another one is you're the designated driver you're chauffeuring around all these booze hounds (laughs) (laughs) uh often this is assigned to a dad or a grandpa (laughs) you know or maybe you're the friend that's just been dubbed the designated driver um or I had to handle a liquor license for my one of my best friend's weddings. And the city of Abbotsford specifically told me that I couldn't have a drop of alcohol in my body if I was the one that was handling this license. So, so I was technically the designated driver that night because I drove everybody home. <laughs> there you go. There you go. The DDs, they're always very important. Mm-hmm. Actually, they I love and coffee. It, 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 uh, I'll have a coffee, or you're like, I'll have a coke. And you're like, oh, are you the DD? That's okay. Yes. <laughs> Give them something nicer. Give them something nicer. Actually, during Christmas time, I know in Ontario they do it, and I think they do it here as well. But it's called Operation Red Nose. Red Nose. Yep. And yeah, that's where they'll have people that were. It's like they kind of tag team. One of them will drive you in your vehicle, and they'll have like a little shadow guy behind them driving, mm-hmm. and they will drive you home. And it's all by donation, and it's like such a cool thing. And they do it especially during the winter time. But I think it's a it's a very cool little sort of um I guess feature what would you call that little little thing that they do a service a service a service yeah I actually there's a pub that was uh, close to my parents place and they would their guy year-round would go around and he'd be giving out his business cards being like don't drive yeah. home I'll drive you home I don't care if you live in North Van I'll drive you home I was like oh mm-hmm. damn that's awesome so so good very mm-hmm. very important uh the next one is uh and We'll never understand this one totally. They don't like they don't like the taste of it. Now <laughs> Okay, so here's the thing is if you have really, really bad tequila, that shit burns going down. It's gross. I di- I totally agree with you on that. If you get the really nice añejo and it just like it's like purrs down your throat, that shit is. Dude, so my mouth good. is watered when you said añejo. <laughs> it's so good however i understand that sometimes people just don't like the flavor i mean like kids 
kids' palates change as they get older. That's why they usually hate the taste of like beer or when you give them like a little sip of beer, a little sip of wine when they're little, they're like, this is disgusting. And you're like, you're right. Never drink this until you're 19. (laughs) (laughs) So it's the same with this. Sometimes people are just like, I really just dislike the flavor of alcohol. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's just the way it is. Right. So Mm -hmm. it is. It's just some people just don't like it for sure. It's like cilantro. People don't like it. See, I don't know why you don't like cilantro. Oh, I do. Just Tim okay. hates it. He says it's something what? in his DNA. Like I looked it up. It's something in someone's DNA that makes mm-hmm. it taste like metal or blood. It's not like it doesn't taste like a leaf to him. It just tastes like metal. <laughs> yeah, so gross. weird, right? That's so really maybe gross. it's the same. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. the last one. Uh, was your budget. Because we always tell the story about that wedding that we did two years ago where they were like, yeah, keep the, keep the bar open. Everything's amazing. And they had like an, an obscene bar bill at the very end. Mm, Well, a way to help you keep your budget down is if you offer non-alcoholic beverages in addition to your alcoholic beverages, because in that way people are going to be able to kind of go between the two of them. Mm -hmm. Water does not cost anything. Yes. That's what I mean by that. Okay. Okay, so bearing all those reasons in mind why your guests can't drink, now it's time to apply that to your planning process. So you need to consider, okay, what are, what is my guest count? Say it's 100. Okay, I have 20 people that don't drink, maybe 80 that do. I'll have some really awesome wine, some cocktails, but I'll also need to consider some non-alcoholic options as well. And keep in mind that those 80 people that are drinkers aren't going to drink wine the whole time. Maybe me and Kelly, if we're your guests, but the rest, maybe not. (laughs) For the average person, you don't know. (laughs) Because there's nothing worse than planning this beautiful cocktail menu with, you know, specific uh, garnishes and different Mm -hmm. like high-end liquors. And the balance of the cocktail is just like beautiful. Like at our launch party, we had a avocado-based cocktail with tequila oh it was so good but it was we were super lucky that we had made it that it could be an alcoholic cocktail and a non-alcoholic cocktail so that the guests could enjoy both choosing Mm -hmm. whatever they were going to drink it as and it was both delicious because there's nothing worse Mm -hmm. than oh your avocado cocktail is beautiful my water is delicious (laughs) oh tasty thanks and i've got like a floating half wedge of something in here (laughs) i don't even know what it is I think it's from like a week ago. It's gross. (laughs) Yes. So that's, so first of all, when you're starting the planning process, you got to consider how many are these are drinkers and how many are not drinkers. And then from there, you can work with your venue or the company that you've hired. Maybe you're at a golf course or maybe you're at a hotel or any place that's kind of all inclusive. You can now give that information to your vendor or your venue and say like, okay, I've got uh, 50% of them are going to drink. 50% of them are not going to drink you know, what can we come up with? that's going to be a nice option for the people that don't drink because yes, sure. Vodka seven, rum and Coke, whatever. That's easy to do. But I'd like to have something that's a little more elevated than just a water with like a smudge of lime juice or whatever. Right. So now maybe you're working with a specialized bar company. So there's a lot of companies in Vancouver, for example, uh, we were, Trina, you were just talking about one coastal cocktails that we've worked with in the past. We're actually working with them again in August. I'm so friggin' excited. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. The cocktails look awesome. But the bride and the groom actually worked with the venue, with the company to create some really cool um, inspired cocktails for their guests. And they can be done, like you said, alcoholic and non-alcoholic. So mm-hmm. having a versatile bar menu is actually going to totally save your keister because you'd be surprised that some people 
that's probably why people make mocktails. They're like, I like mm-hmm. the idea of all the other extra zhuzhiness in there. I just can't have the alcohol for whatever reason. We'll still mm-hmm. make it fun and exciting, right? So, and a bar company, a specialized company, will be able to, like, it's literally their job. Yes, yes. <laughs> they don't do anything else. They show up with ice and this shit, and they'll make you a drink. If they <laughs> fuck up, then you got a wrong company. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> They can definitely offer suggestions. So your venue mm-hmm. and the specialized bar company, even the bartenders that you hire, mm-hmm. some folks do have suggestions on what they've seen in the past. If you're hiring a professional to do your bar, however that may look, they have to have some options in their back pocket and be like, oh yeah, I've seen this done or I've you know seen this work or I really like this idea or come up with your own ideas together. It's part of the experience. It's as much important to focus on the alcohol as it is on the food. It's called food mm-hmm. and beverage, not just food. <laughs> Exactly. Yes, Mm -hmm. for sure. And actually, um, we're winding a little bit. It's really important for you to actually have non-alcoholic beverages at your event, especially if you have alcohol, because you legally have to. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) I remember that was the thing where people were like, well, why? I'm like, you actually have to be serving non-alcoholic beverages. You have to provide an option for people. Because mm-hmm. you you are responsible for them at the end of the day, and especially if your name is on the the liquor license, you need to be saying like, "Yes, I served coffee. Yes, I served lemonade or water, or iced tea or whatever it was." In addition to the giant bar bill that I now have to pay for. <laughs> Ooh, whoops. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, now there are ways to make the non-alcoholic experience even further amazing, right? So there are companies out there and different things that you can do to really highlight the non-alcoholic aspect. So for example, um, we know a couple that has a alcoholic in there between the two of them. And we've been Mm -hmm. considering doing some really non-alcoholic cool stuff because the barbell is going to be so low. Why not amp up? something even better. So for one example, we really like is a mobile coffee bar. And let me tell you, if this was at an event, Kelly and I would not leave it. (laughs) Game changer, game changer. (laughs) Like a coffee station to us is like seeing the gates at Olympus, man. It's just, (laughs) yes, coffee is here. But if there is a guy in an apron and a mustache and he's making the coffee beans from scratch and doing that fancy thing i don't know what it is you know like the coffee filter in that glass jar every it's all on instagram hashtag it's, coffee yeah. it's it's there right that's a whole different experience not only is it coffee it's like you've thought about your guest experience and you really mm-hmm. want them to enjoy this mm-hmm. oh yeah. i can smell the coffee right now from yeah. that whole bar <laughs> oh so good so good well and i like i like the idea of doing a mobile coffee bar too is because it can it, it can be presented in a few different ways. Sure, you can set up a table and they can show up and do all their things there. There's some companies that actually have little bikes or carts or branded mm-hmm. wagons. Um, there's one company we did actually last summer here in Vancouver and they're called the Chai Wagon. And holy, yes. holy cripes, their chai tea was so damn good. We went so back, delicious. you and I, we basically uh, had a sip. Yeah. We walked away and we're like, Full on 180. Yeah. I need another one. Yeah. <laughs> I remember just- walking by, grabbing it. I'm like, oh, I'm going to try it. And then I stopped in my tracks. I'm like, oh my God, I need another one. <laughs> this is another one. We're like, we have another one to go. Yeah. So it was so darn good. Well, no, you and I were um, going to share one. And then yes, when we, took the yes. step, we were like, I'm not sharing this with you. Forget it. <laughs> <laughs> too good. It's too good. So yeah. so there's a, there's a few companies that are out there. Chai Wagon's one of them. Jack's Coffee Bar is another one um, that you can look into as well. That Yeah, I mean, if you look them up anywhere where you live, wherever you live, I'm sure you'll be able to find a version of this. Yeah. Um, and it's a really cool little thing. And maybe you only do it for a little while. Maybe you only do it for like two hours. Maybe it's yes. only during cocktail hour. Or maybe you bring it in for like in the later in the evening when it's dancing because there's mm-hmm. nobody's going to drink alcohol and they need, they need a little like a pick-me-up 
up so that they yeah. can dance all night long, you know? So things like that. Love it. Another like one that. is a hot chocolate station. Yeah. Who doesn't love a hot chocolate station with 18 types of marshmallows and yes. drizzle and whipped cream and cherries? You can be five or 80. You would go for that. Station. You always go for that. It's yeah. so good. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. That one. And the same with the hot apple cider station too. And I know mm-hmm. some people are like, oh, that's gross. It's like hot apple juice. And it really is. Mm-hmm. But you can always spike it if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, but the hot, it just, it's like, especially if you have a, wet, a winter wedding or mm-hmm. it's a spring wedding and maybe it's going to be cold and a little bit cooler out. It's such a nice way for people just to feel warm and loved and cozy if mm-hmm. they've got hot chocolate or if they've got apple cider. Well, either of those. Yeah. So and fun. you can pair these with alcoholic drinks, right? Example, mm-hmm. hot chocolate station can have a bottle of Baileys on the side or the bartender can offer the Baileys. Hot apple cider. You can have mulled wine. You can pair these experiences together so folks can choose what they want. Uh, Also, the presentation of a hot apple cider station is always beautiful. It's in those big silver kind of apothecaries, I guess you want to call them. Uh, It's an urn. I would call it an urn or or a samovar. Yeah, but it's just, and the smell also adds to your event too, which people love. Oh, man. I promise you, if there was a hot apple cider station at a wedding that Tim and I were attending, I would have lost him to that. Not the bar, (laughs) the hot apple cider cider. He would stand there and he would comment as people would gather cups and he would say, oh, you like that cinnamon, eh? Or you like that nutmeg? He would add to the experience, just saying. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. He's for hire. Um, (laughs) We should rent him out. (laughs) But actually, you know what? This also reminds me a little bit of um, our past episode that we did. We talked about the six A's Mm -hmm. and about the idea where you can be utilizing certain elements to have the whole scent and using all of your senses. Mm -hmm. So sense of smell, sense of taste. And hot apple cider and hot chocolate are one of those ones where like it doesn't matter where you are. As soon as you get that whiff of Mm -hmm. the apple cider, you're like, whoa, I'm little again, or it's the holidays again, or it's Christmas mm-hmm. again, or like, it just puts you in like a really nice kind of like warm little spot. So Happy. It, is, <laughs> yes. it is. So it's really kind of doing double duty when you think of that, mm-hmm. actually. Great. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The next one is kombucha. The kombucha bar mm-hmm. is very popular here on the West Coast, mm-hmm. probably popular all over the world, but definitely and kombucha is basically like a fermented tea. Uh, uh, it's a it's, 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 it's like it's tea and it's, it's yeah it, it is because it's it's well it's fermented so it's kind of got probiotics in it so it is good for you but because it is fermented there's like a, a little, 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 little bit of alcohol like you couldn't have it when you're pregnant right yeah oh yeah yeah you can yeah um so kombucha tea is a fermented drink made with tea sugar bacteria and yeast so it mm-hmm. tastes a little like beer and there was like the smidgen bit of alcohol in it but it's not something where if you drink three it's you're not, gonna be like, i'm buzz like no it's it's like no. non-alcoholic drink it's 100 non-alcoholic but it was just like just enough but yeah it's really tasty it's very refreshing mm-hmm. uh and you can get different flavors and there's a lot of really cool companies uh especially here in vancouver but uh, of course mm-hmm. anywhere wherever the heck you live i'm sure you could find these uh and you can get you could you know talk with the supplier if you wanted to you could talk with your your maybe your bar company or the venue and see if they mm-hmm. could offer these as well but the kombucha bar is actually pretty fun and especially on a hot day um, it's really refreshing oh yeah i've seen the kombucha bar burnt, like uh have a little cart and then they have yeah. tap so you can pick the flavor it's literally like yeah. a beer tap. yeah so that's like so really cool. cool and it's a feature right and yeah people love it and yeah. speaking from experience you can add gin to kombucha and it's still delicious so <laughs> I'm just saying. No, I'm just but we're saying. talking non-alcoholic here. You can make okay. the choice. <laughs> I didn't realize how hard this podcast was going to be because everything we've suggested so far has been like, but you can add booze to it. It's okay. 
It's more like everybody can enjoy the drink, but you can choose yes. to have it one way or the other. But yes, exactly. Oh, no, uh, no, the obvious one is you can have a mocktails list. Every restaurant that you go to now has a mocktails list. It's very common. Uh, you know, the one that we all know is Shirley Temple because that's what we grew up with as kids. But there's so many mm-hmm. other things you can do. You can have a Virgin Caesar bar. You can do um, like any Virgin cocktail that you can think of. <laughs> you can yes. just, you know, that's your bartender's job. <laughs> Yeah, I actually remember going to an event years ago and they were, uh, it was a bar company, I can't remember what they were called, and they did this super cool, it was a lavender simple syrup with black pepper Mm. and some um, fizzy water in it. Mm. It was so freaking good. Mm-hmm. I couldn't I was like what the hell is this and like yeah this is like this is what the 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 next generation of what mocktails can actually be it's not just water and lemon it's like we're talking really carefully curated like all fresh ingredients like you know all these different simple syrups that are infused which simple syrup for those of you that don't don't know is like sugar and water and you boil mm-hmm. it right the shit down <laughs> until it's yeah. basically yeah. like a syrup and you can add you can put rosemary you can put lavender in there you can do honey in there you can do like all these different things in there so mm-hmm. that's partly the base for a lot of cocktails mm-hmm. so if you don't have any alcohol then you can just do a really cool simple syrup instead but um, but yeah, yeah. It's so damn good holy cow mm-hmm. uh we have our tried tested and true lemonade iced tea fruit punch combination <laughs> In that order. Well, that's how it used to be on our, our <laughs> estimates is we used to have those that literally in writing and then we would just yeah. delete or move it however the clients were. But we would always suggest to have either a lemonade, iced tea or fruit punch or all of them in a jug with cups close by because mm-hmm. uh, this is the big one is that um, you have 130 people and you have two bartenders at a wedding. Okay. 130 people are not going to be served alcohol within five minutes. So it is nice to, we have two tricks. One, we like to pass a drink. We like, everybody has a drink in their hand. They are happy if they're standing in this bar, which has like a long lineup, at least they have a drink in their hand. Another one is to have a punch or water station because they can go get a beverage if they're just really, really thirsty because there's usually, you're sitting in the ceremony, it's hot. If you get up Mm -hmm. from the ceremony, you want to go to the bar or the bathroom and the bar has 130 people in line. You're like, well, I'm really freaking thirsty. I'm going to turn on this hose and drink from it. So freaking 100%. Just hose everybody down. Oh my God. That's so bad. We might as well turn on the sprinkler if you're not going to offer a water station. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. So it's so important to have hydration. Oh Mm -hmm. my God. I just keep thinking. I just keep thinking of the of the wedding that I did a few years ago and it was at a private venue and they had to bring catering in and it was just an absolute craziness and they brought flats of water and I was trying to like throw flats of water at people so there's just a whole bunch of empty bottles of water everywhere Mm -hmm. which you know what if we are really trying to save the world here doing a water (laughs) station is actually and using glass cups is actually a really great way to help be a little bit more Mm -hmm. uh, environmentally friendly too which I think some people don't actually realize the impact of how, how, what events are and like what events can be so wasteful. So when you think about mm-hmm. having juice stations like this or, or iced tea or lemonade or anything like that, like try and make homemade iced tea or try and make some, you know, like a lower sugar lemonade, like you can totally customize this so that you're, you are actually, um, we're helping your, your, you're creating a beverage that is like meant for everyone at your event. Yep. Yeah. So, and I think the next one kind of leads, leads us to the next one though, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, the next one is, we used to call it bougie water. <laughs> I don't, we didn't call that on the 
estimate, but that's what we called it in-house and everybody knew what it was when we were in our catering days, but it's fancy water. Uh, All it is, it's water with something in it. Uh, Think of a spa. You go to a spa and you see a beautiful cucumber lemon herbed water just sitting there with, you know, (laughs) water trickling in the background and the Zen music. Like that is hydration at its finest, right? (laughs) So if you can, it also adds a little color to your event, right? I think you and I at our launch party had a watermelon basil water. Yeah. And it turned it a little pink too. So it was, I don't know, costed like us a dollar to make and it gave everybody like a hundred cups of water. So it was like a very good deal on our end to have it. And people drank a lot of it. Yeah. Yes. Watermelon basil is a really good combination. You can do uh, rosemary. Uh, rosemary mint is another nice one too. You can do like a full herb thing as well. I think we so, did a so- peach mint too, which was very popular. Um, yes. And I believe we actually bought a bag of frozen peaches. So it doubled up as ice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. See yeah. how smart is that guys? Listen, listen, mm-hmm. take notes, take notes. Uh, <laughs> the next one is a juice bar. So most people call this a mimosa bar. We're going to call it a juice bar because basically <laughs> it's the same without champagne. Yeah. But you could always do something where if you're looking at doing maybe a breakfast wedding we actually used to get this inquiry quite a bit where we would do uh yeah like people would call in there you know we're gonna have our quick little ceremony and we're gonna do breakfast instead of like a dinner or lunch because it's a little bit more cost efficient for them amazing what do we, what can we serve them other than coffee well why don't we do a really cool mimosa or a juice bar and the juice bar basically is freshly squeezed juices you could do papaya you could do guava you could do passion fruit you could do uh, I mean, you could do watermelon if you wanted, I guess. You could do <laughs> apple juice, you orange juice. Like, you can just mm-hmm. go absolutely ham on mm-hmm. the different fruits that you could have, freshly squeezed and available at a juice bar. And then that way, it's something, again, it's a little bit, um, it's kid-friendly, of course, because mm-hmm. kids love it. Mm-hmm. You can present it in a way that's just so colorful and so cool on your on your um, beverage table or beverage display. And mm-hmm. again, it is also a dual beverage. So if you want to throw in some <laughs> Prosecco or champagne, you absolutely can. Yes. Otherwise, just enjoy the juice just the way it is. A little, mm-hmm. uh, little ice cube and Bob's your uncle. <laughs> <laughs> so those are some of our ideas that we have seen over mm-hmm. the course of planning weddings. But to bear in mind, the one major thing and the major takeaway that you can take from this podcast and serving and focusing more on your non-alcoholic beverages is the cost is pretty good. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Like a bottle of wine is, let's say, $25, maybe $30. That gives you five glasses. A tower of bougie water is (laughs) $1.50 and it gives you 100 glasses. So we're not good at math, but I think the water is cheaper. (laughs) It's hell of a lot cheaper, honestly. And I mean, it's better for you too, especially if people are really trying to be uh, mindful of their diet as well. If they want to make sure that they're not, you know, making sure, you know, that they're not drinking too much sugar or, or, you know, too many calories or anything like that. I mean, everyone's on their own personal journey when it comes to to diet. I know I sure as shit am. So, (laughs) so it's kind of nice to be able to have alternatives, right? So like, why do people always have, um, a vodka and water or like a gin and water? It's because Mm -hmm. the gin has like zero calories and so does water. So same with when it comes to your non-alcoholic beverages too. Some of these are going to be supplementing some of the the calories that you're going to be eating anyways, but some of them are kind of fun. Like Mm -hmm. I want marshmallows Mm -hmm. in my hot chocolate. Thank you. It's a done deal. Yes. You can't take, don't take them away. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. It's also, you know, a thing of hot chocolate is going to be so much cheaper than the bottle of Bailey's itself that you put next to it. But Exactly. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, for sure. 
But that is kind of, well, that's what we want you to bear in mind is we're all about the guest experience and how people felt. People remember that they were fed and loved and that they were not thirsty. And I cannot tell you the amount of weddings that we used to do back in the day in catering where the water service wasn't fast enough Mm -hmm. and people bitch about being thirsty. They don't care what it was, but people remember not not having water. Us included. Kelly and I have done a few weddings where the water source just isn't close by and it's just... Painful. Like I remember taking a jug to my mouth, chugging it because the water was so scarce in the area for some reason. Do you remember that one time where uh, we Love were coming back from a we we're coming back from a wedding and uh, <laughs> there's a water bottle? I just sat there and I yes. just bombed that whole thing and it came back up. Yeah. I need another one. <laughs> like I'm so thirsty. So same thing. Everybody knows what it's like to be thirsty, and people are worst. thirsty at weddings. We're chatting. We're eating saltier food, heavier with butter. We are you know, talking to everybody and giving all this energy. It's like, why am I so thirsty? Oh, yeah. So thirsty. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. if people need to pick between a wine glass and a water when they're thirsty or have a headache, they're going to go for the water. So they're going to go for the non-alcoholic option until they're okay. feeling, I'm better now. Now I can enjoy my wine, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And uh, don't forget, we have a blog on this as well. We'll link it into our show notes and you can actually see some visuals of some of the mocktails that we've done in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, so make sure to check out that blog and we hope you learned something today. <laughs> and if you're having a hot chocolate station, please let us know so we can come attend your wedding. <laughs> actually, just let Tim know. He'll come. Exactly. Yeah. He wants to, he's quality control. <laughs> he's quality control. Uh, so next week, we'll have another episode for you guys. Until then, take care. Bye. Hey there. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Wedding Session. Remember to hit subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast so you can get updates to your phone for the latest episodes. Want to connect with us? Hit us up on Instagram at The Wedding Session. We're people first and planners second and understand everyone deserves their own unique wedding experience. So when it comes to planning your wedding, do what's right for you. This episode was written, produced, and created by us. us.